Hello, everybody. I hope that you're having a great day. Uh, my name is Rob, and this is another episode of the Mile to Marathon podcast. Today on the podcast, we are going to talk to Coach Justin Kent out of Burnaby. Justin just recently went to Ottawa and threw down a very, very, very nice 213.33 in the marathon there on a challenging course on a warm day. So that's, that's a heck of a great run, and we're going to hear all about it. But before we get into that, just wanted to a uh, few announcements. What are the announcements? This is like practice where I say we have announcements and I forget what they actually are. Uh, yeah, Chase the Pace, July 23rd, and also group practices Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, and Saturday mornings. So if you're keen to get some, uh, some fitness in your legs and you live in Vancouver or Burnaby or Ottawa or Calgary or wherever you want, we even do stuff remotely. Anyways, we like to make people run fast and we also like to talk about it afterwards. So here's my chat with Justin. Are you, are you good to go? Yeah, man. Good. All right. Three, two, one. Action. All right, folks. As I just mentioned in the uh, introduction, we are here with marathoner, Sunrun champion of the world, mile to marathon coach extraordinaire, Justin Kent, fresh off his 213 to 33 break i'm gonna call it a breakthrough it's a marathon breakthrough i mean you've broken through other things before as the aforementioned sunrun champion of the world but uh yeah man 213 33 on that tough ottawa course that was on sunday we're speaking on thursday let's get a little status update on how your body's feeling man thanks dude i uh yeah i appreciate that intro um but yeah no the body's feeling uh you know compared to my first two marathons like the body feels a fair bit better i even did a few uh, some drills and a few little strides yesterday in, in Burnaby at the workout. Um, and, uh, and all systems are, are good. So I wasn't feeling too hot after the race, but, um, but feeling fine now. So it's those, those shoes, dude, those shoes. <laughs> You're not supposed to feel good after a marathon. If you feel good after a marathon, you didn't, you didn't do it right. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah but th- those shoes are a little, a little more forgiving yeah. than, um, than the olden days when, you know, before it was like, the lighter the shoe, the better. Let's go light, 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 light. And then you yeah. get to kilometer 35 and you're like, my legs are broken. Like yeah. what is, oh. what is happening here? Oh so. no. Yeah. I, my, I felt pretty wrecked after the race. Don't get me wrong, but, um, a few days gone and I'm feeling actually better than I thought. So, Sweet. but I know there's no running, uh, quite yet. So yeah, let's actually let, that's a probably a good place to start. Maybe is like you went out and ran a marathon, obviously ran really well. What does your recovery look like? What, like, when will you, you know, what, yeah, just walk us through it. Yeah, I think I'll take, you know, 10 to 10 to 14 days kind of completely off. Um, I mean, I might do, might do a few little, you know, unstructured things here and there, but it won't, I won't really consider it, uh, training by any means, um, might be more for my mental health or, or just cause it's so, so, uh, so nice out. Um, or I might just be joining Lindsay and keeping her company on a few of her, her easy runs, but, um, yeah, I'll be pretty pretty easy 14 days completely off um and then after that it'll be probably two weeks of just getting the legs back um and seeing reassessing the damage and seeing how how i'm feeling but it's it's as much probably a physical break as it is a mental break the, the right now so and i'm i'm enjoying it for sure yeah i hear you man like it's obviously training is a hard physical because you get that feedback daily, but mentally mm-hmm. it's also, it's also a drain and that's maybe harder to uh, track, 
uh, track. And like, sometimes totally. it happens so gradually you don't realize how fatigued you are mentally until you step oh, yeah. away and then, and then you're refreshed and ready to go. Cause oftentimes what you'll see is like someone will run a marathon and they'll be so hyped to keep going from that post marathon buzz. But then oh, like yeah. four weeks later, like, nah, I take it all back. It's yeah. Like, yeah. So you sober up, you come off the high of the race and, <laughs> and reality hits. You're like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not ready to get back into that again. So yeah, you're like PB drunk. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want more, I want more, I want more. And then, and then you all of a sudden you get this massive hangover and yeah. <laughs> you gotta yeah. lie in bed for a few days. Um, yeah. so yeah, like obviously what we're getting at here now, I'm sure people, everyone knows, but you did just run a phenomenal marathon. Um, that Ottawa course is no joke. Uh, the weather's no joke. So to drop a two thirteen there is phenomenal and it's and exciting. And I would be PB. I'd be really drunk. I'd be double fist in that, right? Double fist in that PB. Uh, But let's let's talk about before. Let's talk about this marathon build because this is your third marathon. Yeah. Um, The two ones before, you didn't get the results you were looking for. Uh, Mm -hmm. So how did the build to marathon to Ottawa go? And what do you think was different about it? Um, And and what do you think ultimately led to this this breakthrough race? Yeah. Uh, probably a a culmination of a lot of things. And I think I I can't really take those, what I learned from those first two marathons for, for granted at all. Cause I think that was um, those were both huge learning curves in my, you know, capabilities and just learning the event. Um, And I also, my approach in those first two were kind of like, they're great opportunities. And I, we kind of swung for the fence. And um, when you're chasing times, you know, it, as you can see, it's as, as soon as something kind of falls off, you just kind of fall apart. And I hit a wall pretty good in those, those last two, but this one, um, after Valencia in December, Rich and I sat down and just, you know, we're both kind of frustrated because the build had gone, you know, quite well, all things considered. Um, but, uh, it was just kind of missing something. And I think, um, I think we just were, uh, yeah, just shooting for the fence and we wanted, I wanted a kind of a marathon to just, you know, run a strong marathon and not really worry about time and more just like just race, um, and, and just finish strong. So that was kind of the big, we were, when we were looking for something to do this spring, that was kind of the, the big goal was just to get something, just run a smart marathon essentially. And, uh, not, you know, not have a soul crushing, like last 10 K like my first two were. So, um, so yeah, I think we, we adjusted a few things. I think just because, you know, Ottawa is a lot hillier, um, it's going to be a lot hotter. It kind of reduced the expectations to like, just go out and crush it. And it was more of like, just get really fit and get really strong, uh, really dial down the nutrition um, and then see if we could just run a smart race. And so that was, I think the big, the big, uh, goal, um, this whole, this build. Um, also I think I've just been kind of riding a a lot more momentum with, there's been quite a few more races on the calendar. We've been able to like fit into, um, training. And I think that, um, I've been kind of riding a bit of a wave there. Um, yeah. So Valencia, we just kind of took a bit of a break and then just reassess and got, got in some halves and then, uh, and then, yeah, but, um, I think also I'm just kind of matured a bit too. Um, been able to have more mileage. Um, you know, my first build, I think, pretty six was like, you know, long run, like you're reaching distances you never had before. Um, and then you're expecting your body to go another 7K a lot faster in training <laughs> in a race. Like 
it's a, it's a tall order to ask. So I think, I think I've just kind of gotten a little bit more calloused to the distance, but, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, we changed a few things in training. Um, Rich got a little bit more creative. Well, went back to Stanley park to the, uh, the good old Palmer loop. And we're just doing a lot of doing a lot of work there. Um, uh, and I think, uh, that certainly helped. Um, cause any, I knew any hill I'd hit in Ottawa wasn't going to be bad as a few of those in Palmer. So, um, so that was good. And it was a bit more effort-based. I think before I was trying to hit these certain times, um, and I might've been digging myself a hole in training and then come race, I was kind of just cooked, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. And and that's, that's absolutely, I mean, the themes I'm I'm getting from there is kind of like stepping back, looking for execution, respecting Mm -hmm. the event, um, and, and, and I mean, I'm not saying you didn't respect no, yeah, it before, yeah. right. But yeah, like, yeah. it's just like, it's just like looking at it in terms of just like, it's, it's easy to get fixated on numbers, but totally. ultimately it's, it's effort and it's, mm-hmm. it's just being able to execute the distance. And when you go on that Palmer loop, it's like, you're not going to see those sexy numbers, right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're going to, you're going to do a hard ass run and it's going to knacker you. And you're going to look at those numbers and be like, those aren't anything, but like, if, unless you do it, like you don't know. Like yeah. we've had athletes here before and the Palmer has, it's so good for them physically, but it's broken them mentally. And they're yeah. like, I'm not doing workouts on Palmer anymore. Cause my splits suck. It's like, that's why you need to be doing workouts on Palmer because yeah. it'll just make you an animal. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. And then the execution of the race. And also I, I hear you, man, when you can take time off and just look for a solid executed marathon and, yeah. and work off that, I feel like it just frees something up mentally totally allow for a little bit more wiggle room. Cause like you were saying, and I was, I was, this is like my whole entire career was like, there was always such a time I need this time. And as soon as you don't hit that time, you start going, start feeling sorry for yourself. And, and then you hit that last 10 K and you just want to jump in a river or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So during this build, like, so it was like, there was a mindset shift. Yeah. Um, Were there any like specific sessions or was it just like where you did the sessions and how the sessions were kind of laid out and executed Um, in terms of like overall volume, overall, you know, workload, uh, your recovery, your, your, your strength routine, did anything change drastically or was it more just like continuing to learn the event? And obviously, yes, those two marathons you did before are going to give you mental and physical, you know, lessons. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, we changed a couple things. Um, we got in a few more. Uh, I think my yeah, my overall like volume through the build um, was um, on, on average probably a fair bit higher than my last. I was able to you know string together a fair bit more than my last build. So I think we were up to you know one fifteen, one low high one teens, which is for miles. a fair bit for miles. miles yeah, yeah, miles. Yeah, which is a fair bit for me. Um, and I was still a, able. To that's hit- a fair bit for anybody. Well, yeah, 120 well, miles. That's like 100. That's over 190k. I mean, but I know I've heard like I know you and Dylan in the day were doing um, silly, silly numbers. So I, I know it's all it's all relative. But it's a lot um, for you. It's it's yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. yeah right. Yeah, and I think um, I think that just helped get me a fit a fair bit uh, more like callous my legs a fair bit more. Um, but within that, I mean, we did uh, a couple 40k like really solid 40k efforts, whereas in prior, I think, um, and not only just solid 40 K efforts, but, um, where we're finishing quite fast in that 40 K, um, which I think gave, 
gave me a lot more confidence to be like, okay, I can really handle the last, the last 10 in in the marathon and, and get my legs moving over a fair bit. Um, we also, uh, we also did a bit more, um, uh, with the nutrition, like a bit more, like, um, just try to practice taking in a lot more fluids. Um, I kind of flip-flopped the last two marathons between like taking in fluids. And then I was like, switched to gels for Valencia and, and, uh, and I, it didn't, I think I, we hit sweet spot with this one and I realized, I mean, I'm, I sweat a lot and I didn't really take that into consideration in the first two. And so when I hit, you know, 32 K I'm pretty depleted. Uh, so, um, yeah, we, we did a few, you know, sweat tests where, um, we were, you know, measuring your weight yeah. before the run and after, which is always kind of a funny scene. If you're like an outsider looking in and there's this like older gentleman, just like weighing this skinny malnourished looking like kid, uh, man, <laughs> I guess on the side of the road on a scale, like it looks kind of funny. Um, yeah yeah that's yeah that's that if, if that's like if you don't know you're just like I, no, I, like that is the weirdest thing i've ever seen in my that life that probably is yeah not safe sport but um but no we were just trying to you know figure out you know how much i'm losing over the yep. run and how much i need to replenish during the run and so i think we kind of hit a good number there and um i ended up like getting almost um we looked at a fair bit of what trent Stallingworth had you know a research he's been given to dylan and rich over the past and um yeah, we tried, we, we were on the upper end, I think of a lot of that, uh, intake. I think we're, I was taking in like 250 mils every 5k yep. of, uh, of Morton, which, um, my, you know, I had quite a few runs where I was trying to stomach a lot, um, even more than that, and then try and run hard. So it, it definitely helped because it didn't really bother me on the day. Good. Um, yeah. but I think, I think it was just, yeah, I think those some a bit more 40k efforts certainly gave me more confidence and, um, those later stages, but definitely just made me super fit. Yeah. yeah. And, and you, and you mentioned a good thing there with the feeling, right? Like the the thing with the marathon is like, it's like, there's general rules of thumb. It's like, you got to get in at least 30 grams of carbs an hour, but if you can take it more, like take Mm -hmm. it as much as you can. Um, it's, and it's all about how much your stomach can handle and you can train that you can train, you can train your stomach to digest more, you know, more carbohydrate as you're running. It's it's part of training. Right. So, and, and you mentioned that you kind of did some, I followed Trent Sellingworth's uh, research and Trent is probably, I would say he's one of the best in the business, but I'm, oh, yeah. I'm biased because he's actually the only one I work with. So <laughs> but he's pretty good. Um, yeah. When you're, when you're doing those, when you're doing those sweat tests, you got any numbers here? Uh, Cause I want to compare. Cause I we yeah. did the same thing when I worked with Trent in Guelph. And uh, so what, what do you, what are you sweating at? We, we average, we, we, I mean, we found that I was averaging like 1.75 to two liters an hour. Of sweat. Uh, of sweat. That's quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. That's like four, um, to, four to five pounds of sweat an hour. Yeah. And, and I, I don't have much, you know, weight to lose to begin with. So it, uh, it becomes, I think detrimental, um, uh, you know, in those later stages. So yeah. And, and I knew Ottawa and that's like bank, that's Vancouver, um, yeah. weather too. So we, I think we had to adjust a bit more to like the conditions we would be in and, uh, and hope maybe it wasn't going to be as humid as it, you know, would in the past, but, um, yeah. And, and I mean that, mind you, that's like, I, we, yeah, I think that was, we had two or three sessions we did that on. So, um, yeah. but what about you? I know you're, 
you're <laughs> I've seen you work out or worked out with you a few times. I know you, you'll be wringing your hat out at the end of the workout pretty easily. It's so gross. I'm such a sweaty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's actually, I'm not that much higher than you. We did a, okay. I remember we did a run in Guelph and Guelph in the, in the summer is hot and yeah. humid. Yeah. And we did a 30 K run and there's like, you can't, you can't, um, you can't drink. Yeah. And if you, if you pee, we're weighing what your pee is because okay. we got to know yeah. how much you lost there. Right. And yeah, it was 12 pounds of sweat Jeez. over, over that 30 K run, which is about two hours. And it's yeah. just, and that run, I remember that run being awful. Like the last 5k being like, all yeah. I want is a Gatorade. It's, yeah. It was, but yeah, but like, that's super important um, because you need to know, right? Because there's, yeah. there's, the, there's the fueling you're going to take, which carbohydrate, which is like a little more standard. Um, yeah. But then when you have sweat, it's going to be more dependent on the weather. And like you said, you're running Ottawa. Did you do any like heat specific sessions to uh, get your body adapted to the heat that might be pre present on race day? Yeah, no, we, uh, I, I didn't, I, I considered doing a few, um, like some of the, uh, like finish a run and hop in a sauna, um, do some of those, but I just, with COVID, I just figured I might be like running the bit. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical or I don't know. I just felt like going into a hot, humid room with other people. I don't know. I was maybe not <laughs> getting COVID was maybe more detrimental than than getting my body accumulated. Uh, I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to yeah. do that even if COVID isn't an issue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of avoided that. Um, but I did for maybe the last five weeks, uh, every run I was maybe wearing like three, four layers, uh, full tights, um, and a hat. So I was trying to kind of, you know, really cook myself, uh, and, and, force my body to kind of, um, get the sweat going even yeah. more so. Um, and I, in Vancouver, we didn't, as you know, we didn't have the hottest, uh, or the greatest, uh, May, I guess. So, or April, um, April, May. So I was trying to, yeah, just maybe have a, just force myself to, to sweat a little bit more. And I think that that certainly helped. I know Trevor, um, Hofbard does that a fair bit. Um, yeah. even like, I think he even calls it on his Strava, like sweatsuit pro. Well, he'll wear, you know, he'll be just wearing garbage bags, I think. Yeah. Hey, um, I mean, it's a, it's a training stimulus. Uh, it's, 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 it's like akin to altitude. Have you ever heard of the fella fella named Benji Durden? I have not. No, he's a, he was an American marathoner back in the seventies and eighties. And that was his thing. His thing was all just like heat training, heat training. Yeah. He would wear layers and layers and layers. And he was a two ten guy back in the eighties when, yeah. You know, so yeah, there's, 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 there's many examples of, yeah. of that being an effective training mechanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember one time I was down in Virginia in the, in the suburb, which is already like a hundred degrees and humid. And I was like, I'm going to do heat training also. And, <laughs> and like, there was one guy on, on peace team. who was, just, he's like, he's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and like, I made it like four runs. He's like, it's already a hundred degrees yeah, and humid. Yeah. You're already heat training. Don't wear <laughs> tights and a jacket, you psycho. Yeah. So it took me about four runs to have to take a day off and be like, this is a bad idea. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't the most sound science. So I guess no. you, gotta, you gotta fine tune it. And yeah, and I was totally, I, I didn't really have a certain protocol. I just made sure that I had a fair bit of fluids and electrolytes in me like immediately after um, just so I didn't, you know, burn myself out. But um, Lindsay was making fun of me cause I, I probably had my, like, I hadn't seen my legs or my, you know, skin hadn't seen the sun, uh, in like six weeks. And then I was, you know, going to auto on wearing a white singlet. So I thought I'd look pretty, pretty pale out there, but 
blended blended right in <laughs> yeah. um and that's that's an, another important thing that we talk about is during your your marathon build as you mm-hmm. are increasing volume increasing workload adding these other stimulus stimulus that are really going to challenge your body what's your recovery between sessions look like um it's uh i i usually do um i do a couple like strength sessions a week uh and they're what pretty you, what like, do you bench in these days <laughs> no, no bench i'm afraid no bench but um it's uh we have a little Lindsay and i got just over covid we kind of purchased a few things and we have a little deck that we've kind of made into a little gym um so we've got like a squat rack and uh nice. you know a hex bar and so i'm able to do some like deadlifts and I, I kept it pretty simple you know core deadlift squats and just kind of repeated that twice a week and and with some mobility just to keep my body even and um spread the pain out really um <laughs> so that was those were kind of on my usually on my like um up like after a hard yeah. hard session um but as yeah as you know i'm my when my the easy runs turn into rich started giving me like uh my one of my easier days being like a 12 mile in the morning and then eight mile in the evening um, quote unquote easy day yeah, yeah thanks that, thanks rich that those those that wasn't the whole build but that when it when that started i started seeing that in my log i was like okay we're getting into the 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 serious marathon grind here but i think um nothing like too specific just making sure i'm eating well and um you know uh stretching and just getting off my you know put my legs up in the evening and um but nothing nothing you know too out of the nor- out of the ordinary right on yeah th- those hex bars they're so good like yeah. i mean deadlifts are one of the best movements for a runner but in a traditional with traditional barbell it's it's hard because also yeah. we we a lot of us lack mobility so even just totally. getting down it's like our forms already <laughs> our forms already trash it's already low yeah. back right yeah so the, those hex bars are definitely a game changer and and i one thing more thing on the strength i i definitely found like us being both like taller framed guys like i found that certainly helped a fair bit more like i think before i maybe took that a bit more for granted um and so when if you don't have a strong you know chassis essentially and you're yep. a bigger dude you, you're, the form just kind of falls apart and so i think that certainly helped in later stages of this one but oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's what I, I i once i start getting wobbly things are going off the rails start yeah. looking like one of those like <laughs> just like a jelly man totally um, roll rolling roll, roll the windows down <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> um so that that that's you know kind of touch upon the build there and then so why ottawa what what made ottawa the appealing choice for for your next to go at a marathon yeah i think it um a couple things i guess i think it certainly helped having dylan um uh as the elite coordinator um and i think it was also a race that you know took a bit more expectations off personally maybe like i it would be a race where i could you know try and actually compete for um you know be competitive and actually know who i'm racing and um it's a little hillier and usually hotter so i think the general expectations to run fast were were kind of like if you run fast it's kind of bonus um and uh and you know racing in canada i think i i think i missed the first you know the first two i was kind of in i mean marathon project you're in the middle of a parking lot doing loops of a old abandoned fairground 
Um, and, apocalyptic. And, and yeah. And then Valencia was, it was awesome, like really electric, but, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know anyone I was racing. And so you don't have that same drive to be like making sure that, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sitting on Tristan or I'm, you know, yeah. wanting to beat Tristan or, or not have anyone else behind me. So I think just making it more of just a race, I think yeah. was the goal. Um, uh, and, uh, yeah, I think just the timing lined up as well. I was able to do a few of the local races, you know, the, I was able to do, you know, BMO sun run. Um, so if, uh, yeah, I think, and I just, this one was more or less hope where the goal was to like, uh, just to have a stepping stone, you know, like, how do I get, how do I just, you know, hit a marathon? Right. Um, yeah. and, and so that was, yeah, I mean, I, I, on, to be honest, I didn't come into my head originally when I was thinking about Ottawa, I was like how hot it, it could have been on the day. Um, so that maybe I just, and I, maybe I probably should have taken a bit more into consideration of that, but I think it turned out, you know, it worked out well in the end. So, and, yeah. and most, if I ever do, you know, make a world team or, or something like most marathons will be in, it will majors, I guess, will or, you know, will be in pretty hot, hot weather. So got to figure it out sometime. Yeah, absolutely. And that experience will be invaluable moving forward. And yeah. dude, the fact that you ran 213 on that course, it, it really blew my mind um, <laughs> because I've, I've run that course many times and, yeah. and I, it's hard. It, it's yeah. just, it's, it's just, it's just a challenging, it's a challenging marathon. And like you said, the elements of the heat, the elements of the course, the elements of when you're in, you're in Gatineau, those roads are crap. Oh yeah. Um, they got to get there. They got to get there facilities people together <laughs> pave pave those roads a bit better yeah. but uh yeah. but no to do that time on that on that course is fantastic so let's talk about race the race yeah. itself um yeah. so you, you you mentioned heading in your expectations were a little more uh you know tempered a little more pulled back but what like obviously you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna put some numbers down and you're gonna have mm -hmm. kind of a rubric there like what what are we looking to do so what were you looking to do on the, how was the execution plan yeah, I think on a, you know, I think we, we, uh, we set out, I had my training partner, Ben, um, shout out to Ben Preisner. I mean, big, big shout out to Ben Preisner. Um, he, uh, he is the most calm first off, he is the most calm, cool, collected, like relaxed dude I know. And, uh, and I think this race doesn't happen without him being there or my result doesn't happen without him being there. Um, and, and I think just having that familiarity and, uh, you know, we train, you know, twice or three, four times a week together. So, um, that helps like so much. Um, but, uh, yeah, the goal was, you know, click off three, 10 kilometers. Um, so I think that would put us at like 66, uh, high, I think, um, through half. Uh, and I think that was safe enough where, uh, it was that sweet spot of like, it would be safe enough to like, if I run, if I, if I'm not having a hot day, I, I, I hopefully can run a 67 and still run 214 or, or if I'm feeling great, I can bring it down. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the goal. So Ben, Ben was just gonna, I was going to shut my mind off as best I could and just follow the back of Ben for, for 30 K, um, at, at three tenths. And so, uh, um, that was, that was a plan going in and we were, depending on the weather on the day, things might've been adjusted, um, based off how I was feeling, but it, uh, 
maybe it was like, it was a little warm, but it was a good day in Ottawa race weekend, like terms. It was, I didn't find it muggy, which was, uh, or humid, which helped a ton, but I think it was like 15 or 16 at the start and then got up to low twenties. So it was definitely, the sun was hot, but it, it could have been a lot worse. Um, so that was, that was huge, but yeah, we just kind of started off three tens and, 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 uh, and tried to see where it went from there. I, um, the thing Rich told me before was just to focus on getting my bottles, um, and, uh, and just getting those down. So that was like the big thing I was focusing on the race and had it like every single time I grabbed a bottle successfully, I was like a little fist pump in my head. Um, <laughs> small victories. Totally. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. The race, uh, race went out like, um, just kind of how we planned. I think, uh, I, I honestly did. I felt probably the worst I felt was the first 5k, um, which is, I don't know. I, uh, in the past marathons, I felt great the first little bit. So this was like a little different. Um, but as soon as I kind of got my first bottle and I kind of settled in and, um, and, and found a good rhythm and, and found myself like a few times kind of having to slow myself down just to be with Ben, um, which was kind of a good, nice, good yeah. sign, you know, almost holding back. That's, it's good, a good feeling. Um, and so, yeah, the race was a unique dynamic because we, there was the, the, the elite East, uh, the East Africans, uh, with a few Japanese athletes that were going out at like 63 or 64. Um, and then it was, Tristan and his pacer, Tristan would find and his pacer. And they were going through, uh, 65 through half. And then it was Ben and myself and then a few Hanson Brooks guys. So it, it was, uh, right off the bat, it was pretty, it was just kind of Ben and I after the first K and, and it kind of stayed that way. We were for, for a little while. Um, one just thing like you're on Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. One thing though, on those East African, there's a, there's Dylan had a, did a phenomenal job of getting all these like a world-class field pulling together, but there was a few like last minute issues with getting athletes to the race. Uh, and I think over maybe half the field, there was like 15 East Africans that weren't able to get their visas approved. Um, so it kind of diminished the field a little bit, which for myself and Tristan, like certainly increased our chances to, to, you know, run, run well and, and, and place well. Um, but also in the lead group, there's a few, a few athletes that arrived from Frankfurt into Ottawa, uh, like at three in the morning race day. <laughs> yeah. That's, could that's you, less than could, ideal. <laughs> could you imagine stepping on the line an hour later and running or trying to run a marathon? A few, a few of them were pasters, mind you, but oh my gosh, like, I think one, one of the guys still ran like 208 or 209. Blue, probably, blew probably, me away. Two, probably in 203 shape. That's, that's, re, that is, that is, that sucks. That sucks for yeah. them. Oh, I mean, yeah. and yeah. like the logistics of, of, I know visas and stuff for East Africans, yeah. like in normal times, it's challenging enough. So that's less than ideal. But yeah. I always, I always like the fact that, yeah, if you have a field that's stacked with, um, with, with, you know, just, runners with high ambition it's always yeah. nice in the second half when you get to run through the field of people who oh, aren't totally. having people who aren't having a good day totally. I remember my first marathon was in houston and now it's a thing it was like a bunch of um you know ethiopians and kenyans who are really going for it yeah. and prize money went five deep in in houston yeah. and i was in seventh place 
Um, and there were these two, there's two guys in front of me and, and they, they were coming back to me and I was like, fine. I caught up to him. I was like, okay, now I got to make a hard move and, <laughs> and crack them and break them in yeah. half. And like, I put my head down and then I looked back to see where they're at and they were both walking. Cause they, they were, oh, in six, they were in sixth and seventh and out of the money. They're like, well, yeah. uh, I'm done. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, that's what happens. You have, you have bodies yeah. to pick off. So oh, speaking totally. of, speaking of running through the field, you, you, um, you achieved the, uh, the ever elusive negative split. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Good for Jeez. you, man. Yeah. I I'm still, still kind of shocked by that one considering it definitely felt good. So I think it's a good indication of things to come. Um, but again, I think it's a lot of it. I mean, Ben, Ben just like set me up. He teed me up so well, even, even, um, even when, uh, so we just passed through half and, Tristan, we were kind of stalking Tristan and his pacer at this point. And, uh, and like maybe like 10, 15 seconds up the road. And all of a sudden I see Tristan hop into the, uh, a porta potty. Oh no. And you should have yeah. tipped it over and you ran by. <laughs> well, like my immediate thought was like, Oh, this is, I gotta go. I gotta like, I gotta yeah. get going now. Yeah. And, yeah. and Ben, Ben just like from up front, Ben's like, relax, chill, sit. <laughs> like he was like, just be smart. Just, and so he totally just kept me calm. Um, and, and really just made sure I wasn't exerting too much until after he dropped. And I think having him kind of even just keep me poised really until 32, 32 K 30 K, um, helps help so much just to have that mental switch after that last, you know, 10, 12 K to be like, okay, if I just crank it up a little bit, um, I can make up some, a fair bit of ground. So, but also, as you were saying, I've never had a marathon where I've, I've always been the one being like clobbered up the last, last 5k. And this felt, felt very good having a few athletes to actually see like a K down the road and actually chase. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I didn't, I actually didn't even know I was, uh, I was within like distance of them, um, until maybe like seven six or seven k to go and i came around a corner and there's that there's maybe like before you you hit the canal there's like a maybe a yeah. mile you can see it all the way it's kind of rolling and i turned a corner and natasha was there and she's just yelling at me saying like you can get the fifth and sixth if you go um and so that felt that felt pretty good actually chasing yeah. down some people um being the hunter oh yeah. my gosh yeah that it it turned it made the race from like before I was like just surviving to the line to this was like, I need more space to like, if I had a bit more time, like a bit more distance, I probably could have got another guy. Um, so that I think like mentally my mind was, uh, in a very, a lot more positive than, than, uh, than before. So I think well, that's a marathon, right? You're just riding a positive thought for two hours, which yeah, it's tough to do it's the focus the focus required is so challenging and like you said it goes through so many different waves where it's like mm -hmm. you're like you're just so trying to like read the body and it's good that you got your rough pad a rough patch over with early yeah but it's actually okay to be off the line and feel crappy for the first 5k because yeah. like it's like you're not in a hole and that's not a fitness thing it's just like yeah it's just like whatever i'll work through this type thing yeah which is which is which is it's actually kind of good so yeah so tell talk about talk about those last 5k like when did you when did you know it was going really well and just how does that feel mm -hmm. um because like like you said before in the past you're hit 5k to go and you're just like 
there's nothing in this world I want more than to be done this marathon. Like this, just, just get me off this friggin' course. But this is different. You're just like, hell yeah, I need more time. Yeah. I, need to, yeah. I need to pass well, more people. Well, I, I did. So my first marathon, I, I, uh, I felt like I was way more patient, impatient. Um, and then in Valencia, I was like, once I got through half, I was like, Oh, I feel fantastic. So like from 20 to 30 K I kind of like got excited and then I hit a complete wall at 32 K. Yep. And so this one, I was like really trying to remind myself of those torturous last K the last 10 Ks. So I think that's honestly spooked me enough to, to hold back a bit more. Um, even after Ben dropped, I just told myself, okay, like get, if you get two more K in, then you can start like you, I could run, I feel like I could run six miles yeah. um, hard. Uh, and, uh, and I think, so I think maybe, yeah, with, but you never know. I, I still didn't know. Cause I, you know, I just how quickly things turned in Valencia. Um, I still just didn't want to, you know, Oh, I, I, I still wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, even that's, that's good. That's good yeah. to be re- remain that little bit of fear. Oh, totally. And, fear yeah. can do wonders. Yeah. Um, and I think I knew once I, I kind of, I, maybe with the last three or four K, I think, um, I, I, I maybe got a Japanese, I got one of the Japanese athletes, uh, with like four K to go. Nice. Um, and, uh, and I felt like, like what you were saying, how you, when you pass someone, you really want to like really pass them. Um, and that, that helps. Uh, and then I saw there's another Kenyan athlete that I was hunting down. I think I just was focusing on him. So I maybe missed like a couple K markers because of that, which was in hindsight, probably much better for me mentally. Um, so honestly, I didn't think, I didn't ever think I had it in the bag. I, I had indications earlier on that I was feeling really good, but I, I was just to, uh, I wouldn't, I never really like thought I'd have it. I, even in my head, I'm like, I was afraid maybe that, you know, I didn't know what had happened with Tristan. Um, but I know he's tough as nails and I know he's super fit and he, for all I know, he could have, you know, had some stomach issues and that would have been resolved. And then he's negative splitting and coming up on me. So I was kind of just running scared and, and trying to, yeah, trying to just be as fast as I could in the last 10 K. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't probably didn't know I had it until I crossed the line. So, so you have all these like mental scenarios playing in your head, right? You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're trying to move forward to pass this guy. You're worried about this guy in the back, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you are you giving yourself physical cues? Um, are you, are you telling yourself to relax and then keep the stride smooth? And like, you know, cause like we said before, like sometimes you start windmilling and you start trying to force oh, yeah. it. Do you, do, yeah. you, do you have, do you give yourself physical cues also? Yeah. I think, especially the thing for me is I, when I, when I get tight and I, kind of when I get almost anxious, I guess, um, I, I bring my shoulders up. I, I was going to say that. I was going to say that. I was going to say your shoulders come up. I, yeah. yeah. It's like everyone's and, got their telltale signs. And, yeah. uh, and as soon as I get my shoulders up, my, my diaphragm doesn't, I don't engage my core and my diaphragm. I don't, doesn't open up enough. So it's almost like I'm forcing it. And so, yeah, I think a lot of the time I was just telling myself to like relax my shoulders and, um, and, uh, and if I was, if I was relaxed, my shoulders, I think everything kind of followed through. Um, but, uh, beyond that, I think I didn't have any, many other, 
mantras, I guess, just staying calm. And, um, and I think the other thing too, I think mentally I had a, a thought in the race was like, uh, this, it's like your days, you're like, you're like, I felt like I had the choice to have a really good day. Nice. If that's if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was all right, man. Amazing, so man. you come down the, the finish line in Ottawa is pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. you're on the canal. It's nice and flat. So yeah. What are your last 400 meters? Like, 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 you know, you, you obviously want to be done, but like what's going through your head. Yeah. I was still, I was just, um, yeah, I think the way that the last like K swerves, I was just, I was just hoping that as soon as you turn that corner that you could see the finish line. Um, and, uh, but I was still chasing down this one, this one Kenyan. So I was, he was, and he was coming back to me and he was looking back at me and I was like, man, I, if I, if I really dug here, I could get him. Cause I knew I was in, in the money, uh, you know, for the, the overall, I think race standings at that point. So I knew if I maybe got him like that could have been another, I don't know, grand or 1500. Um, I, so that was kind of what I was fixating on. I was just trying to, I even hit my split. Uh, I hit my, uh, like split two K to go, like, as if like, you're starting an interval, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that kind of like jump starts my mind to like get my legs moving and working on my arms. But um, yeah, I, I was maybe muscling in a bit the last 400 and, but yeah, it's, it's wild. I think as soon as you turn that corner, you, there's tons of fans and, um, and I think they they knew that I was, you know, the top Canadian. So uh, that was, that was uh, I got a good roar coming home. Um, nice. And then, and then a really cool moment crossing the finish line, uh, having Dylan there and, uh, he handed me the the flag and we had a good hug and that was, uh, that was pretty cool. So. Yeah. Shout out to the Godfather, Dylan, yeah. Dylan Wikes there, the lead athlete coordinator for Ottawa yeah. race weekend. Um, what was your last two K split? I, I'm not sure. Actually, I haven't, uh, I haven't even, I hadn't looked. Um, I also was a bit of a space cadet. I didn't even start my watch. I thought I started my watch, uh, to start the race. And then, um, like a K and a half in it, like went into power saving mode. Oh so no. Like, and yeah. so that like only indicated like, ah, oh, shoot. And so I told Ben. And so, um, so actually I, my, according to Strava, I only ran 40, 40 K for just over 40 K. So. <laughs> so you there didn't you get go. your, you didn't, didn't get your marathon badge. on no, Strava. No, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I'm not sure. I think, I think it was low threes. It wasn't very, or it wasn't, sorry, probably six low sixes. It was, wasn't very quick, but I felt like I was sprinting. Dude, all out. dude from 40 to 42, anything in the sixes is, is yeah. good. It, yeah, I, guess. I, would, I would always try to get a, like a, a last 2.2. And in my head, oh, I'd be yeah. like, if you're under, if you're under seven for the last 2.2, you're doing well. Yeah. And I would always be over eight. I'm like, yeah, that wasn't good at all, bud. Like, yeah. <laughs> was, but uh, yeah, that's, um, so you finish obviously. And yeah. so what's that feeling like to finally run to what you're, you knew, you knew deep down you were capable of doing that, but yeah. to finally do it and then put it in the legs and put that result, like how just how does that feel, man? It was, it was pretty, it was, a, it was amazing actually. Yeah. It was, um, I didn't know they did the whole, like, I think drape, I've never had that moment where, you know, you're, you're draped in, you're draped in the Canada flag and you're doing a little victory lap. And, and that was, that was really special. But I think, um, I've seen, I didn't even, I, it was a huge, 
you know, relief, I think for me as well to know, because the first two marathons don't go well and I'm, you know, I'm putting in a ton of time and, and, you know, you start to wonder if you have the chops yep. for, for the marathon. And, and, uh, and I think, so I think it was as much a relief um, and, and just, you know, uh, that, that I could do it. Um, and uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty amazing. I think I'll never forget. Uh, and just really cool experience. Like um, just, yeah. Having the kind of flag around you and, you know, waving, like running up and down the the side of the last, the last finish and, and then seeing Ben and, um, and uh, yeah, it was good. And then tons of interviews. It's always yeah. funny. Like you just run a marathon. The last thing I, I probably can do is speak coherently. And, um, and uh, so that's, that's, that's almost a test in and of itself. How do I not sound like a complete idiot with well, that, on, on the news? <laughs> that's the thing. They're always like, people always give athletes a hard time of being like, just like, yeah. yo, when your brain is done, it's yeah. not like you, yeah. you can articulate like a profound statement. <laughs> yeah. Just like, ran hard today. Did my best. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God, so cliche. It's like, that's all they're freaking capable of doing. Yeah. Like, and there's now. a, there's a few interviews. I'm, I was like, definitely holding back a bit of vomit. Um, and, and you're not wanting to like, you have your poker face on, you're not wanting to like, you know, stop and say, sorry, like be a, you know, um, but yeah, it was, it was really cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I remember my, uh, it was similar to you, man, where it's like my first two marathons were the first one was okay. The second one was a disaster. And then the third one, I was like, if I don't run a good marathon, I'm done. Like, like it's, it's, and then I, I, I managed to run all two thirteen thirty seven, yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to keep running marathons because yeah. there's something there. Yeah. Um, so, and now, sorry, you ran, how many times have you run Ottawa? I think I, didn't you run Ottawa? I remember hearing something like you switched like very yeah. last minute. That was in 2013. So I had run, I had run Boston yeah. in April and then I was going to Ottawa to run the, uh, the 10 K. Yeah. And then it was, it was like the day before I got there, like on Friday and like, I was yeah. just up in like the hospitality suite and I was looking at the start list and everything. And yeah. then I was, and then I was looking at the, so I looked at the marathon start list and I was like, yeah. okay, whatever. And then I looked at the prize money and it was like first Canadian $5,000. And I looked at the, I looked at the start list and like, it, with all due respect to the other Canadians, I was like, I could beat these guys. No problem. So I was like, I was like, Hey Manny, can I run the marathon? And he was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, can I just run the marathon? Uh, and he was like, okay. So then I went out and just like, and I, I mean, it was hard. I ran, I ran it, but I was super fit back then. So I ran yeah. like, I really, I only tempoed a two eighteen, and yeah. <laughs> I won. Jeez. So yeah. I've done that. I think I've done that marathon three or four times. Okay. Yeah. And that was, and that was just part of that too. That, Cause then yeah, I, that, that year I went Boston in April, Ottawa in, in May. And then I went to world championships in August. And then I ran, and then I ran Toronto in, um, in, in October. And yeah. I went 215, 218, 216, 213. So like wow. 2013 was insane. And, but then I yeah. never ran, I never ran well again. Like it was just, it, that was it. That was the pinnacle yeah. of my career. But, um, so yeah, don't go, don't go run three more marathons okay. this year, yeah. <laughs> but, um, speaking of, but what, what is next for you? I'm not, uh, I'm not sure quite yet. I'm actually meeting rich for coffee in about a half hour. So, um, I, yeah, I think, I think I'd like to, um, I want to run a fast half. I think, nice. I think if I, want i find i personally i need a bit more if i can run you know anything in the 62 that will give me a bit more confidence to kind of go through 66 or 65 and 
feeling comfortable. Um, so I, I, and I think I'm capable of that, but it's just a, getting the opportunity. And so I, I, I'd like to, yeah, still run a quick half. Um, but we'll see. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I think this, this marathon shows that I, I probably, if I get in the right race and have a good day, I can, um, you know, get down to 212 or, and then, and then before then you're kind of near that Olympic standard. So, uh, <clears throat> I'm not sure. I, I definitely want to, I'm not sure if a fall, if a fall marathon's in the cards or not. Um, but, uh, I personally, yeah, I think I want to make sure I'm still staying in touch with that, like 5k, 10k, like, yeah. so I'm running a strong yeah. half. So, um, but who knows? I'll, I'll see what rich has the master plan. So rich, rich. Yeah. He's the, you know, he's the, uh, he's, he's the man with the plan for sure. Yeah. But yeah. dude, two thirteen thirty three at Ottawa is like, I can't, like, I can't state this enough. And I, like, like you said, I've run that race many times. Um, that's just such a good result. If you Thanks, take that, if you take that effort and you put that on a Berlin course where it's, you know, it's, it's cooler, there's no humidity. It's the flattest friggin' course. Like you're running fast, man. You're running yeah. fast. So I, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to pump your tires too much, man, but I'm super, I'm super excited oh. to follow along what you, what you do next. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, and, and really you got a, it. you got a great group, you got a great coach um, and you got a community behind you because obviously you're, you're doing an amazing job leading that Burnaby yeah. group. Um, and you're doing our look at that mile to marathon social media guru. <laughs> so dude, uh, yeah, the, big fan so thanks it's awesome yeah yeah and i think that's something um that's definitely fueled me is especially like with races back on the counter like that's it's re-injected a um just more mis- a more love or more mystique with with running is seeing like how seeing you know ath- our athletes like r- just crush at races and and then you know me wanting to you know, put the same smile on their face with the result. Um, and so that definitely is fuel fueling me. And, um, and then it's always so cool to, um, you know, last night, you know, everyone's, um, you know, congratulating me and that's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really awesome. Um, you know, I could probably be, you know, in a, at an altitude camp in the middle of nowhere and, um, yeah, yeah, no, I think sharing it with the community is really cool. Yeah, it, it's nice to be able to celebrate wins with with mm-hmm. the community. Like it's just like yeah. you know if if you know it's like you get to know people and you become invested in their journey. Mm-hmm. And like I'll get I'll get just as excited for someone I know worked their ass off to to go under four in a marathon to someone who's worked their ass off to run two thirteen in a marathon. It's just like yeah. it's a celebration of an effort. And when you mm-hmm. see it all come together and people to get what they worked for, it's an individual sport, but there's a community behind them. Yeah. Um, and I think that's totally. one of my favorite parts of a mile to marathon. And it's really cool to see the coaches and the athletes crushing. So totally. yeah, man. Um, well, I'll be looking forward to what's next, but you know, in the meantime, they can find you on Wednesday night, holding the stopwatch over there at a oh, yeah. em- empire, empire fields, Burnaby, a mile to marathon, Burnaby ish. Um, yeah. So um, <laughs> we should any- get shirts Burnaby ish. That'd be good. Ish. Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, you should do yeah. every warm up should just yeah. delve into Burnaby <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, sit down and chat today. It, mean, it means a lot. And I'm hoping that, you know, helps aid your recovery. It's another, yeah. another, another hour killed before you get back to the, back to the grind. Um, totally. any, any parting words of wisdom or shout outs yet you have here? No, I think, um, no, not, uh, yeah, I'm just super thankful for uh, everyone that's reached out. And, um, again, to Ben, like, 
I owe that guy a, a steak dinner and, you know, a big three course meal and, and then hopefully be able to return the favor down the road. Um, but yeah. And then thank you for allowing me to share a bit of my experience and, um, and this will be cool. I, I think we've actually done a podcast, uh, before, after my last marathon. So maybe when I'm like 60, I'll be able to listen to these and remember how foolish I was or, or relive the glory days. So it'll be cool. Hey man, glory days are great. It's like, it's like early on when, when I was talking about my stupid 2013, I was like, oh, I, I, I missed that. And even talking to you now, it's like, I'm yeah. remembering my own personal experiences in Ottawa yeah. and knowing, knowing what it's like to, to race a marathon and, and yeah. how it can be such a special thing. Um, so, so thank you. Um, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful event and, uh, it's nice to celebrate the wins because they, totally. they can be they're, they're not, they're not easy to come by. So totally. yeah. All right, folks. Well, that is Justin Kent, two thirteen thirty three marathoner. Nice to say that. Um, <laughs> and hopefully that's just, uh, many more to come, but, um, until next time, model marathon podcast. Um, yeah. Uh, Respect your parents. Peace out. Sweet. Thanks, dude.